Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week, we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. I chose Wall Kickers. Wall Kickers, kicking them walls. Wall Kickers is a 2018 game from Kumobius Games. What? Kumobius Games. Say that again. Kumobius Games. Okay, now you've said it one too many times. I regret it. Q... Q... How do you... Kumobius? K-U-M-O-B-R-U-S. Mm, okay. That's exactly the way that... That's exactly what you said. Yep. Cumobius. Cumobius. Yeah, this is a game. Cumobius have made other games such as Basket Fail, High Rises, Beans Quest. I can see a pattern here. Peace out. Except for Duet. Yeah. Duet. I feel like I've heard of Duet. Duet was a really popular game. It's the one with the red circle and the blue circle, right? Blue circle? (laughs) The other Korean gaming company. (laughs) Oh, I don't think I ever played this. But I saw people playing it on the train. Yeah, it was popular maybe one or two years ago. Um, it was on, it was one of those editor's picks or games we're playing on the App Store. That is the voice they use whenever they write those. They yes. do, yeah. Games we're playing. Uh, wall Kickers. Can I tell you that the way the Wall Kickers name is written on the game. Oh, I have to look at this now. Yeah, inside okay. the game. Just immediately grosses me out for some reason. Okay, let's have a look at this. Oh, boy. It's very colorful, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not just that. It's like, okay, maybe I'm getting a little too petty about this. I mean, if what is this podcast if not a chance for you to be incredibly <laughs> petty about things? Wall kickers. There's just so much going on. And there's a lot image, going on. There's like a wall. The right. There's a wall in the background, a <laughs> the brick root. wall, and literally a a shoe kicking, <laughs> plus a little image of yeah the the your character actually doing some wall jumping. Which I hadn't noticed before until you pointed this out. It, it looks like uh, a name of a candy, the way that it's written out. It's like, it could be like Airheads or Lifesavers, right? Which yep. I think was the inspiration for this name. <laughs> Lifesavers actually means wall kickers. <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> In wall kickers, you play as a variety of characters jumping from wall to wall. And the quest, the reason of it is to go as far as possible, right? So literally not wall kicking. You're yeah, wall it's jumping. Un- yeah, should we call wall jumpers, wall grabbers? <laughs> you know, we love to rename things on this show. Uh, wall wall grabbers. I think double jumpers is more like it. Wall grab. You're double jumping. Right? Wall grab. Uh, you sometimes you double jump. Wall jumping. Wall jumpers. Why not wall jumpers? Let's see if wall jumpers was actually taken. Nope. Wall jumper just goes directly to wall kickers. Oh. There is another game called Wall Jumper with an exclamation mark. Maybe mm. that was released before Wall Kickers. Perhaps they're thinking about their hey, SEO, you know. Mm. They want that they want fresh something. juice. They want, that, they want that fresh juice. It is a platform. This is a platform game, right? Except the only difference here is the platforms are mostly vertical. Yeah, I'd say it's like an arcade arcade platformer. One-hander. One-hander. Which, again, makes this very much an Edwin game. Mobile-hander. Yep, you Mo- can be doing things. You can be petting a cat, churning some butter. Hanging onto a subway pole. Mm. And on the other hand, you could be wall kicking, which I always like. Right. <laughs> that is that is my favorite pastime. Well, is it? Is it really? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, this is a single hander, as I say. So the controls are super simple. You tap to jump. The longer you hold, the higher you jump. And then if you're in midair, you get one opportunity to do a backflip, and which gives you a kind of a second jump, but changes direction. That's really hard to describe, but it's quite intuitive. Right. When you look so... At it. 
every every tap you make, every tap you make, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're jumping in one direction from one wall to the other. So the way that it's laid out is uh, your character starts in the middle of two walls and usually starts on one side. When you tap, it jumps you towards the other side to the other wall. And yeah. I would say the longer you actually press, it's not higher you jump. It's just it makes you jump longer in the same trajectory. So it's not like you go higher. Mm. You do go higher. Oh, I see. I just know that. Yeah, that's good. Right? You yeah. just jump longer. You just jump for a longer amount of time. Whereas if it's, you let go, it sort of stops you mid-jump and sort of sets you on your path downwards. Mm. Yeah. Like a normal jump I think would. it's very, it's intuitive, but it's hard to describe. Right. And if you jump, if you tap twice mid-air, it sort of shifts your weight and allows you to jump from the direction that you came from. So... <laughs> See, it's hard to describe, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to describe in podcast form. But, but if yeah. you've if you've ever seen one of those parkour fools running up a wall, right, from side to side, think, think of that. when Mario does the wall jump. That's exactly what this game is. You're just constantly doing. So you're jumping from one wall to the other, climbing your way up, and trying to go as high as possible before you fall. And there are different obstacles that come in the way. Oh, there are many obstacles. Uh, the what's your least favorite obstacle? Ads. <laughs> oh, I paid because I'm you know I support my creators. Mm. I think my least favorite is the moving travelators that will speedily move you towards spikes. I think mine is. Do not care for them. Probably the timer electrifier. Oh, the timer electrifier. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Because then point. it just makes you waste time. You have to wait until it's the right moment for you to jump on it. There's this little counter that says like four, three, two, one, and then at that point the electricity goes off on that yeah. wall, and so oh, much like your house, which which makes your monkey explode, oh, disintegrates. I was shocked. I was like, what? <laughs> my, <'Cause> monkey. Normally, <laughs> my monkey. My <Yes. laughs> monkey. Oh no, me monkey. It's very good. It's a, it's a northern northern monkey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I think any of the timing-based ones are probably my least favorite because they do interrupt your seamless flow. Okay, so sometimes you do get into the flow state. You do. This this is one of those games where you can easily go into that flow state. I feel favorite obstacle. I would say the purple sproingy wall. Sproingy. Mm. Yeah, I like the normal wall. If you get a purple wall, you will immediately bounce off it, which is you know I started off disliking it, but then I learned to love it. <laughs> and now it's my now it's like, a, ooh, now it's a part it. of you and sometimes you get the two walls you get like the chimney of purple and you get you, you just automatically bounce from one to the other and zoom up that's, mm. that's fun when that happens oh wow i like that i don't think i've gone that far <laughs> i have not reached a purple wall or a chimney oh dear well yeah i mean when i say a chimney it's you know a, a two, metaphorical two, chimney a metaphorical chimney yeah have then, you okay uh let me ask you this edwin yeah have you unlocked the other levels I have. I've unlocked other characters. Mm. Uh, did I've you unlo- pay for them? Uh, no, I did not. Strewn throughout the levels are coins, and once you collect a hundred coins, you are then you can unlock new characters and new worlds to explore, or blow your cobwebs off that wallet, and you can pay ninety nine cents to unlock characters. You know how I love to blow the cobwebs <laughs> off my digital wallet. Yes. So, let's see. Oh, I just hit a purple wall. There you go, see? It was annoying. Oh, see, that's how I started, but I have learned to love them. What Ooh. else do we have to say about this game, Edwin? Because I, I feel like I'm ready for the 3 by 3s 
Hang on a second. I've just got 100 coins, so I'm unlocking my prize. Here we go. <laughs> what did I get? What am I getting? <gasps> Ooh, I got John. He's used to climbing skyscrapers. Oh, it's a person. It's an actual person named John. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I unlocked another character. I unlocked... Oh, Jumpy Monkey is the default chief banana dispenser tester for the NS... For NASA. Hmm. Uh, but I also unlocked Barbara... Barbara Ann. <laughs> She'll get you a rocking and a rolling and a reeling. Oh, boy. That's good. Um, I did not unlock any of the other worlds, though. So you get a choice of characters and worlds. So I had three characters... But uh, no worlds. Mm. Uh, worlds are unlockable for 99 cents each, and there's maybe a dozen of them. What I don't like is there's no real preview. You just see the name mm. of the level. And you kind of see the shadowy yeah, shadowy like elements. Neon Nightlife sounds fun, but I have no idea what it does or mm. what it would look like, yeah. except from the shadowy thing. And I'm like, do I want to pay 99 cents for that? Mm, I'm not sure. The other thing is like, I don't get a sense why I should pay for the other places other than just aesthetics. Is it just the aesthetics or are there going to be like different elements that actually play differently? Like That's a very good question. And I do not know. Are there different moving platforms? Maybe, is it maybe the purple bar changes differently. Becomes an orange bar. Mm. Yeah, that's a very good question. I think that's something that's maybe a negative point here. Why would you want to pay for more levels? Is it just a skin? Is it just a skin on the existing level, or is it actually more uh, exciting obstacles to dodge around? Yeah, and I, I feel know. it could have used like a little line, right? They have a little line for the characters. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, the little log line. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Great like, copywriting. Well done. Sure, like Ninja Villa. Split that bamboo <laughs> with the ninja stars, or something like that, right? Where it gives you a little bit of a hint of maybe there's something different here. That's a very good point. You know what? For the sake of research, I'm going to do it. Uh-oh. Here we go. Stand by. Live on air purchase. Mm-mm. World pack. Get three themes and 400 bonus coins for a special price. Is that an upsell? That's Did an you upsell. Just, I've been just... upsold <laughs> for 99 cents. I'm a sucker. What can I say? But I have been playing this game quite a lot. No Q- spoiler alert. The people at Qmobius, thank you. <laughs> Ooh, what did I get? I got... What worlds? What magical worlds have what I unlocked? What worlds have I unlocked? Whoa, I've unlocked Moon World. Oh boy. Which? Is the jump a little bit floatier? No. Mm. That should be, right? Yeah. Uh, nope, it looks exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, the, the walls are made of different material, but essentially but the same. Same walls, just reskinned, huh? Um, same obstacles, yeah. But I am out of it. Which sounds like a good excuse to get to the three by threes. Three good things, three bad things. Sometimes you jump, sometimes you leap and fall. Great insight as always. <laughs> All right. I'll start with a good thing. It needs no explanation. It's one of those games where, mm-hmm. hey, you want something fun-ish to play <laughs> when you have nothing better to do and want to experience some good old action jumping yep. game? Try it out. It's, it is quite, there is a little bit there where you do have to time things really well and it, it gets to a point where it's kind of like a puzzle, right? Like you have to, you see the things in front of you and you kind of have to plan your taps and be pretty precise about it, uh, which is really good. You do say there's no need for explanations, but they do explain every time the level starts mm. what to do. Tap <laughs> which, to jump. Uh, and tap again to flip midair, which was useful the first time. But now that I'm a professional, you know, I'm, I get it. You know, you tell me this again. You're a professional wall jumper. Yeah. This is, this is what you're saying. This is what I do. My good point is that it is a zero friction game. You don't need to 
prepare yourself for a 20 minute session right which is a be- lovely contrast to our to last week's game the kingdom vengeance rush hour chinatown go straight in in and out uh, which is a you know a trait of an edwin game if we're defining games my next good point is that it may seem a little simple and silly initially but as you play it there are there are things that actually hooks you like the the double jump mechanism on top of the way that the walls handle differently like some walls crumble instantly so you got to leap off right away some walls like we just mentioned will bounce you off immediately so if you're used to tapping after you hit a wall that's going to mess you up mm. you done goofed and and these things like because the deaths are so incon- inconsequential you know you kind of learn it along the way and you have to build the muscle memory to accommodate for these things and i think that would be the fun part of actually playing this game yeah, learning how to deal with all the different types of walls um, and like p- pulling off that like slightly tricky movement by backflipping over some spikes. That is pretty fun. I like it. I thought they've done a good job. Um, you get that little little burst of dopamine. Be like, yes. You did it. I done it. You've done it. I've gone done it. You've wall kicked. I've avoided those pesky red spikes. I guess that is a good thing too, right? Like you can, you can completely function and have your cognitive... Uh, senses <laughs> as you play this game which could be a bad point as well right like you can totally listen to a podcast and play this i was not able to Exploded. listen to a podcast and play kingdom vengeance like mm. i would kind of lose the track of what they were saying because i was kind of focused on the game whereas with yep. wall kickers yes no such problem you could be listening to a podcast and read war and peace <laughs> at the same time <laughs> while playing this game effectively when you die when you inevitably fall off a wall or get impaled on some spikes, you, while you lose the counter for your current progress, you don't start right at the very beginning again. You start from that section. So we should say every 10 walls, I don't understand what the 10 counts as, but every yeah, 10 I guess height. units of height, maybe that's it, yeah, yeah. you get a little uh, a marker point that if you were to fall off, you your score resets to zero, but you start from that place. A so checkpoint, that's actually if you really, will. A very good way of describing a checkpoint. But you lose your score. So that was actually quite a nice way around what could be repetitive of having to start with exactly the same levels each time. That's strange because even though I reached the checkpoint, I would not start from that point, I mm, feel. Maybe you didn't get far enough. Maybe. Oh, you must <sighs> learn to jump on walls more, young grasshopper. Should we say what was your highest score? Sure, why not? Okay. Gold cup in the top top left. Is that it? Yeah. Mine, 141. Oh, wow. That's good. Mine is 42. Uh, that's not so good. Yeah, not so <laughs> good. You can tell how much emphasis I put on this game, unfortunately. <laughs> Which is a good way to go to the negative points. It's it's rather simple, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a it's not a long, it's not a deep long term game, but I think that's that's, that's what I like about right. it. But uh, if you're looking for something that you'll be playing in three weeks time this probably isn't it mm. but that said it is super fun but yeah it's it's a it's a fun pick up and play game yeah there's something uh charming about it but for me i don't think it was just my cup of tea for a game like i usually play on mobile um i can t- i can this is completely too, too mobile gamey for you i can see the appeal uh but normally mm. when i tend to play a game on the mobile this falls along the lines of like oh it's a little bit too it's a little bit too simple for me or 
um, the mechanics are probably going to be too repetitive for me to actually enjoy it. Like this reminds me a lot of what is that? I am Ping Pong King. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Tell which, me more. Which case, like you're essentially doing the same thing. You're just tapping in rhythm in timing to what your character is doing, right? With very slight variances. And you're just being a little bit more effective in each way of doing that. But the difference in a game like Ping Pong King is that there is a set amount of progression in which you go like you're facing off in different opponents that kind of play differently. Whereas this is just you keep going up and up and up. And while there might be differences in like the different walls you encounter. Yeah. For me, there was no sense of, oh, I got to get to the next part. Um, hmm. I don't, know, I don't really have many other bad points, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. I enjoyed like, this game. The, the art style also, for me, is a little bit too childish. Um, it, it, borderlines, hmm. it borderlines cute. Hence the logo, yeah. And it borderlines ugly. Normally, like, not to say, like, you know, I, I like things that are ugly sometimes, like, that are purposely <laughs> ugly. But this, to me, just seems a little bit, I don't know, like, I don't think, to me, it seems like it was just very half done. Like, there are elements in here where I feel, oh, they could have just added a little bit more detail and it would have been great. Uh, and the colors are very, very loud. Um, yeah, but, oh, yeah. Man, that logo. Now that you point out the logo, that's really upsetting. Because the rest of the, I mean, the actual levels itself, I think, are yeah. nicely designed. They're like, they've nice color schemes. I mean, even on this new level I unlocked, they've got, you know, a nice sunset background with rain. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that looks cool. That's awesome. But then... Oh boy, you go back to that menu page. Ah, yeah. the horror. The, the color scheme and just like the choices that they made doesn't really appeal to me as a pixel connoisseur. <laughs> as a adult man with eyes. <laughs> but that's just a personal preference, right? Final seven day rating, Sam. Two days for me. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, this, this pushed my buttons. This, I'm, I mean, I'm a sucker for a single-handed platformer. Like maybe I should go back and try Super Mario Run again, because mm. that seems pretty similar to this whole thing. Right, um, that is also a game that I kind of want to get back into as well. Oh, maybe this should be a festive challenge for us. Mm. 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 If we're doing such things. But I, I, it is so easy to pick up and play. I've played this six out of seven days. Nice. Like when Kingdom Vengeance Rush, Kingdom Rush Vengeance. Yep was too heavy a thing this you know filled in that nice little gap of hey i'm here you can tap and play a game in two seconds flat and it'll keep you entertained for a a little while yeah so i can see that i like it a lot i would not recommend this game unfortunately oh you wouldn't even recommend it it's free to play (laughs) free to play look how high my voice is going i feel like i can recommend far better games oh for me challenge accepted yeah sam what should we play for the next seven days? Oh, <laughs> this is completely in a different vein, though. Like, yeah, good. This, this is not a game like Wall Kickers. However, we are nothing if not varied on this on this show. Uh, Edwin, for the next seven days, you shall play. Nay, I demand you play. <laughs> Very good. Rebel Inc. Insurgency Simulator. <laughs> now, is this a tattooing game? It is. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not. It's not ink. It's ink. Yeah, incorporated. Incorporated, right. So from... Why isn't there a tattooing game? Mm. Could it be illegal? Tattooing's not illegal. (laughs) Well, unless you're under the age of 18. You might be in Japan. Not sure. Oh, oh, that's so frowned upon in Japan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
So Rebel Inc. is from the game makers Endemic Creations, who have... Oh, I see the date. Endemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> created a very popular game called Plague Inc. Do you remember that game? I don't think so. Plague Inc., you are playing a virus that slowly kills the world. Hmm. And you need to upgrade that virus so it kills more and more people. Quite grim. How lovely. Whereas Rebel Inc. kind of goes on the same vein, but you are helping a rebel insurgents in a what seems to be a fascist government. Okay. All right. Another happy theme they've chosen. Very happy theme. Lovely. Um, yeah, so this, let me, let me read you the description. As you must do every week. Can you stop the insurgency? Rebel Inc. is a unique and deeply engaging political slash military strategic simulation from the creator of Plague Inc. <laughs> Legendary. The war, the war is over, but we all know that doesn't mean anything. To stabilize the country, we you need that? to balance military and civilian priorities to win the hearts and minds of the people, whilst also stopping insurgents from seizing power. Oh, this sounds maybe a little bit like Reigns, where you need to balance the uh, interests of several parties. Right. Mm. So it does seem to be some sort of like simulation game where you're trying to balance economic development, technology tree, goodwill, money, <laughs> corruption, and all that stuff. And it plays kind of like a board game would, but really meant for like a, a game game, like a mobile game. Mm. So... Yes, it does. From the little screenshots, it does have a sort of a board gamey feel to it. Mm-hmm. Also, a little bit Kingdom Rush Vengeance style, maybe because you've got the definitely not a tower. Is it not a tower defense though? at okay. all? Yeah. Mm. Oh. This is more like you set things in action and you can pause or like fast forward. Oh, so maybe it's a little bit like the uh, the city simulator we yeah. played. It's a lot like a, whose name I've forgotten. Oh boy, Pocket Pocket City. Pocket City. Yeah, Pocket City, but with war, with rebels. So, Edwin, you have seven days to play Rebel Inc. That looks great. I have some international travel, so this looks like a perfect plane game. Before we go, things of the week. (laughs) So, I have discovered a new podcast that I might possibly like. Oh, this is exciting. Uh, It just started, and you know me. I like like things when they're fresh, and I can can get in good. It's a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend from... Conan O'Brien? From Conan O'Brien. Ah, so he has some good guests and they talk about their possible friendship and talks about some of the stuff that that's going on. He has like really honest conversations with these people. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he asks them, can we be friends? Oh, and have anyone has anyone agreed yet? Yes. OK. Yeah. I feel like there's not going to be that many people who would say no to Conan O'Brien. I don't know. I think Will Ferrell actually said no. Oh, great. <laughs> maybe I like him a little bit more than I thought I did. Yeah, but uh, one of the guests is Kristen Bell, who is very well-versed in the podcast world because her husband, Dax Shepard, also runs a very popular podcast. Kristen Bell. Who is she? Which of, which of the She Kristens comes out she? in Good Place. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Okay, she wasn't in Twilight. No, that's... I forget her name as Kristen well. Kristen Stewart? Yeah, that's it. Mm, okay. Mm. You know you're Kristen. <laughs> well, because I know I'm confused by them. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so check it out. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, just started three episodes in. Good place mm. to start. All right. Edwin, what is your thing of the week? In these festive times, it's tradition to chop down a tree, bring it into your house. Mm. But until this year, I've always struggled to get it standing upright and not fall over. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There's trees. We've had Christmas tree stands that are sort of like 
plastic lumps with little side screws where you have to crank it in and then the bolts get stuck in the tree yep. and there's a whole mess. But this year I have found the Crinner Tree Genie XXL Deluxe. Oh man, that sounds Look like... Look at this thing. This is the Rolls Royce of Christmas tree stands. Wow. Yeah. A single person can put up a Christmas tree. It's basically a... Well, granted that you can carry the Christmas tree. Well, that's true. Yeah, you don't get swept <laughs> up. You go, oh, maybe I get an eight foot weight. Oh, look, there's some 12 foot over here. Oh, look at this. High ceilings. You have high ceilings. <laughs> no, I was I was reserved and just got a six foot this year. Mm, nice. Essentially, it's a large, heavy oval. It's a large, heavy circle yep. with four clamps that are foot foot operated so there's oh. a foot pedal so you can hold the tree upright make sure it's anchored and you know level and upright all hunky dory yep and then there's a foot Release. pedal that you just pump the claws grab the oh that's the even trunk better and you're done and there's even a little bell that tells you stop pumping it's now secure stop with your foot pumping it says ding there's a little bell that little rings bell. Yeah. oh wow much like uh santa's sleigh bells <laughs> how merry yeah and there's a I mean, there's a, there's a water reservoir in there with a little marker that tells you when it's running out. It's just a very smart tree design. You know, when you find a product, we're like, oh, yes, this is awesome. Even if it's something as mundane as a Christmas tree stand, that brings a little bit of joy. Right. There is a, the website even seems like it's very, you know, proper and, if you will, trimmed up. <laughs> well, a well, a well-decorated website. They are a little bit more expensive. I think I paid $70 for my... For the medium edition, which I think accepts up trees up to seven feet. If you are going to get the iPhones of... This is the iPhone of Christmas tree stands. Christmas tree stands. <laughs> Surprise it doesn't have Bluetooth. That tells you, hey, I'm running out of water. <laughs> but that made this year's Christmas tree erection. <laughs> That's not a funny word. That is a proper word, though. Yeah. Right? Uh, you are erecting the tree. I am. Yeah, it was super easy. And we only go into a slight argument about the correct positioning and uprightness of said tree. So that's an that's improvement from last year where we got into an argument about the positioning and the uprightness and someone had to crawl around on the floor and spend five minutes <laughs> right. cranking these little screws. So yeah, improvement right. in your domestic life too. <laughs> Not only does it save the trees, it saves your partnership. <laughs> and that's our show. But before we go... But before we go, before we go... Before we go, before we go... Are we going to trail next week's show? Yeah, tune into next week's episode where we're going to be reviewing all the games that we played in 2018 so far. Well, we're not going to review every single one, but we're, we're going to pick our favorites. Yes, we're going to pick our favorites in random categories that make no sense. So look forward to that. We're going to be doing a little <laughs> bit of prep to make sure that we bring you a good one. Uh, and well, that's not overpromise. <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned. So until then... Uh, tweet us more gaming suggestions at Seven Days to Play. Tweet us. I just said that. You just said that. Well, you know, tweet us again. We'll do a double tweet. Actually, don't do a double tweet. That's annoying. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Seven Days to Play. And don't email us. Seven Days to Play.